This is the Casting Lots podcast, and you're listening to Unschooling Scholars. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining. Uh, today is, what is today? Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. And this is episode eight of Unschooling Scholars. And tonight we've got special guests. Uh, some of you may know her from, you know, the Bards family. We've got Jennifer, Jenny, um, Echoes on with me tonight. And I'm so excited for tonight's show. Um, welcome. Thanks for joining us, Jen. I am excited too. Super excited. Thank you for asking me. My uh, dog is with me and we're at Mapco, so I'm just giving a heads up. If you hear him barking or panting, it's not some obscene phone call or all. <laughs> You're good. Just just don't don't let them wolves get you. They're out. <laughs> um, so tonight we've got a really, really great show planned. Um, you know, obviously this is the queen of clay here. And so we had some, uh, some ideas that we had talked about last week and the way that father worked it out, it's just amazing. It's going to be beautiful and we're so excited to share. So, and for all those who are joining and I didn't get to say hello to you, hello everyone. Good evening. Uh, and for those that will be listening later, uh, good evening. Um, before we get started, I'd just like to open us in a quick word of prayer. So if you would please just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come to you humbly tonight to just thank you so very much for everything that you have given us, Lord. All of the blessings, the people that we have, and, and just all the great things that you put in our life. And, and your son, for sending your son Jesus Christ to die for us and for our sins. So that we could continue living our lives, Lord. We thank you truly. Uh, thank you for having Jen here with me tonight, Lord. Uh, she's just been a blessing and she's just she just brings so much joy to everybody around her, Lord. So I thank you for her and, and just for her laugh. Her laugh is just something <laughs> that we all need more of, Lord. Um, and for all those who are listening tonight, Lord, that are hurting or that are sick, just please be with them. Uh, put your loving arms around them and just heal them. Um, we thank you again for, for everything. Uh, we ask that you just continue to guide us and give us the courage and the knowledge to to speak your word, Lord, and, and to teach those who, who need to hear your word and who need to feel your love, Lord. And for those that are struggling, 
um, with their faith. We ask that um, you just put us in, in their path, Lord, so we could plant those seeds so that they can be brought to you, Lord. Um, and again, we just thank you for, for everything. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So, like I said, I, I actually got to talk to Jen um, last week for a couple of hours, and it was just a really amazing conversation. And um, she just, I'll let her tell her story, but uh, we just, we've got something planned, and it's so amazing, and I cannot wait to share with everybody. Um, but when I went to Bards Fest, like I said, I, I was in the childcare room. I kind of ran that whole thing. And so I didn't really get a chance to to meet a whole lot of people. And Jen is one of those people that I truly wish that I would have gotten the chance to meet um, because she just truly, she's just like love. Like she, she just emanates all this love around her and she's just got so much to share. So I'm truly thankful to have her here with us tonight. So. Do you want to start talking about what we're, we're, we're planning or do you want to give a little bit of your background first? Let's talk about something other than me. Let's talk about what we're doing. You want to do that? Is that okay? I'm not really able to hear you. Let's see. Can you hear now? I'm like climbed over into the passenger side. <laughs> okay, now I can hear you. There's that laugh. Yes. I'm climbing around my car to get a signal. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Is it? Uh, thank you. That is like, I, I thank you. I don't know how to handle words like that very well. Um, well, they're all you. What we're doing i am really excited about this i'd rather talk about that than me by far is that cool yeah yeah absolutely you tell them <laughs> all right so like i said jenny and i were talking last week um about clay and she was just telling me how you know you can create all these wonderful things out of clay um obviously like bowls and you know things like that and pots clay pots and for those that don't know uh jen was the one that created the 300 pots for bards fest and so we got to talking about that and um so we were kind of collabing on something here and we were talking you know she asked how we could um like incorporate that into into homeschooling and so we came up with this awesome idea we're going to start like a zoom class for homeschooling families kids and parents alike um and it'll be live for anybody that wants to join and we're going to learn how to make clay clay pots and other things but jen i'll let you tell the next part this is the exciting part because I wanted you to be honored. I am, you have done so much for the children and like single-handed Lone Ranger, not even having a Tonto there with the youth. You know, you had a few people, didn't you, help every now and then during Bards Fest? Did you? Yeah, there was, uh, we had Melinda, she was there. Um, and then we had a couple other people um, but yeah, it was just, I think four or five of us really. Yeah. I just feel like you, you should be honored and, 
and I would love for you to share what the surprise is, if it's okay. And then I'll share about the homeschooling classes. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we obviously we wanted to run it by Scott first, but since we're going to be learning how to make these clay pots, Jen came up with this awesome idea of what if the children and their families made all the clay pots for the next Bards Fest. So obviously she ran it past Scott and we got the okay to go on that. So we are on a mission. We are going to be creating, we're going to learn how to make these clay pots. And then with the next Bards Fest, we're, you know, have all the homeschool kids just, you know, hand them in and then we'll, we'll have those for, um, for Bart's Fest. So it's so exciting. I'm like, just thinking like these little people are going to be creating all these pots, you know? And I asked Jen, I was like, how did you do that? Like you had to make so many, like, you know, um, so now we're going to learn how to do this and then we're going to be able to break them at Bart's Fest. And maybe that will encourage people, you know, to come to Bart's Fest too. So it's going to be beautiful. It's like, I, I keep imagining and feeling as though it's, it's, getting the youth involved and it's like them stepping into being a part of things and being a part of being a part of this and I, I was thinking about how beautiful it is it's like them bringing a gift you know to lay at the feet of Jesus you know that that it's like the woman with the alabaster box in so many words not that Bard's Fest is Jesus or any person it's just the thought of the youth actively creating something for the living God, you know, and I just, that's exciting. And I'm really, really big on family. And just to think of families working together and the, the homeschool and Zoom class, I'm so <laughs> excited about. <laughs> Because we're going to go on adventures. We're going to go to the clay banks, get to go to creeks and stuff. And it's all going to be live. And we're going to do it together. And hopefully, that's that's my heart, is we get to do it all together and go to the clay banks and dig up clay and um, learn how to make our own clay and maybe make kilns or, you know, make our pots for sure. And we can make coil pots and slab work we can make all kinds of stuff so i'm i'm just really excited about this yeah and like you were saying having these children create these these things to lay at the feet of jesus you know these clay pots and you know obviously when they start out they're not going to be the best at it and that's okay you know just the fact that they're they're getting their hands dirty you know and and like you said going to the creek or you know finding natural clay you know, I think that this is truly what God wanted in Illinois, like our soil. We, we always complain that we've got a lot of clay in our soil. So I don't think it's going to take us very long to find some clay here, you know. Um, but you had given me a list of materials that we would need, you know, just kind of getting started um, until we're able to actually get out there with the weather being nicer and whatnot. But um, so there's a whole list of ingredients that we're going to need, and we'll talk about that in a little bit too. Um, so if you can't find the clay, you know, like in a local creek or, you know, whatever, you can always just buy it from the store. But um, I think, you know, like going back to 
we talked about this before, you know, going back to the old ways, the ways that God intended, you know, all this stuff. And ironically, I've been looking for these Pyrex dishes lately. Uh, Wade knows all about it. <laughs> and they're antique. They're the antique designs. And it, they're just outrageous, these prices. And, and then people are saying that there's a lot of lead in them. And it's like, we think about this, you know, back when people made these dishes from hand, you know, um, and, and keeping their food cooled, you know, before we had refrigerators, how did people preserve their food? And uh, I think it was Jason Boilerman and I, we were talking about this not too long ago, where people still in the Middle East, they'll use clay and they'll wrap, like they'll, they'll make like this disc uh, around their fruits and, and vegetables and things like that. And it preserves them. And so um, just learning how to work with the clay and preserve things, you know, the way I think father intended is just really exciting for me, you know, teaching these kids, these um because who knows, we may not have electricity someday with everything that's going on in this world. I wouldn't put it past them. So learning how to create your own um, food storage and, and preserving that, uh, I just think is going to be so exciting. And my kids are excited. You know, they love doing things hands on. And I'm the same way. I love getting my hands dirty. And, uh, you know, so it's going to be a learning um process for sure we're not going to perfect it in the beginning but you know that's what it's all about learning together you know and we're stepping out like everybody is doing something new and putting their hands in the mud and it's fun you know it's father god doesn't expect perfection the first time my goodness you know i i i, I am not the world's greatest pinch pot maker but you know what we're gonna do it <laughs> Yes, we are. We're going to learn. And you know what? Practice makes perfect, you know, and I don't believe in that anyways. They, I saw something, they said that like Japanese, when they, well, they've got these pots where it breaks, they'll fill it in with gold. And then it just makes it even more beautiful because it's just reminiscent that we're not perfect. And even things that are broken like us, um, you know, we are still beautiful. And I, I just think that's so important. And, you know, teaching our children how to create things by hand, you know, just not going to the store. And I, I truly, like I was just saying, I'm going to make all these different kinds of bowls. And, you know, if you go to places like Mexico or, you know, South America, th that's just really common there. You know, you can find them in the store more than you'll find like glass bowls or these Pyrex dishes that I'm just looking all over for. Um, so it's just, it's just, it's beautiful, you know, and when you see just like your garden, when you see, um, the fruit of your labor, it's just like, it just means so much more, you know? It's just, it, I believe that things that are handmade just have a warmth to them because you know that a human being took time to hand create something and there's something to that. I, I just, and yeah, it's going to be wonderful. It's wonderful. So learning is going to be our next step. So uh, we had talked about, um, you know, we're not sure when we're going to start the Zoom classes, but obviously we want to start soon so we can actually learn how to do this. So um, once we get all the details and everything worked out, we'll share it. I'll share it on my Telegram page. And um, if you want more information about that, feel free to email me. 
at the casting lots podcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to be sharing this with local homeschooling groups. Um, and, you know, just different, um, online, different, you know, uh, social media. And so, you know, if we can get a big class together and even adults, just because you don't homeschool children doesn't mean that you can't partake in this. I think this is, this would be really educational for adults too. You know, it's just something fun. And, um, so again, if anybody is interested, feel free to reach out to uh, Jenny or myself, and we once we get all the information, we'll be sure to to um, send you that. Yes, we can learn to make. Fun. Like Jim said, we are all children. Yes, we are. We sure are. And some children never grow up, like myself. You know, my mom still says I'm like a little kid. But you know, I think that's good because it kind of keeps us um, just loving life. You know, I feel like. Some people are just, they don't take time to enjoy the little simple things like this. You know, like um, I've never really created anything with clay before. I mean, I, when I was little, I used to have that little potter's wheel. But, you know, that, that was different. You know, now it's going to be. Um, how, do you, how do you even start that, Jen? Like, how do you start the clay? To make it or to create something with it? Can you hear? Well, like when you're, you're first getting ready to start out using it, like how do you, um, like you put water obviously with the clay, like how do you, how do you know when it's ready to, to be used? Um, if you buy it from a store, it, it, it'll be ready to roll. But if you're making it, um, it'll have a plasticity to it where, you know, what's wild is Father God teaches me so much about him and about his workings and his hands and about us and through clay and clay has a memory. I, I, this just blew me away. Clay has a memory where the molecular structure, I'm a science geek, but the molecular structure of clay, when you work with it, it holds the memory of the way that it's been handled. And to me personally, that speaks volumes about people in life, if you think about it. And if you think about it also, it's so beautiful because even in scripture, it says that Father God is the potter and we're the clay. And so if you've been handled wrongfully in life, Father God's got his hands on you and can recreate and make something beautiful out of you if you remain pliable and if we get super hard and crusty like clay does when it dries then all he's got to do is put us in the water you know like in his spirit and in his presence and that clay will soften right up and go back to the beautiful silt that it is and then you you let the water dry out of it you can put it on plaster that has like a sheet over it so it doesn't stick to the plaster and crack and it'll absorb the water out and I'm I'm a big person that goes by feel with my hands I, I don't do like formulas a lot with clay because it's such a an experience to me of having my hands in the clay and so when it gets to a good consistency where it's not sticking to your hands all mucky and you'll see 
but it you can press into it and it'll hold the form a little bit then it's ready to use so almost like when you're making like a bread like the dough how it doesn't stick to your hands yes it's exactly like that you wedge clay to get air bubbles out and it you you get dried powder clay just like you would flour with bread i'm so glad you said that i love making bread so you get powdered clay and you put it down on your table and then you get your clay and you wedge it just like you would need dough it's pretty much the same motion even and it, okay. it pops air bubbles out So, yep. Well, I can make bread and biscuits, so I uh, I have no problem doing that. So, if it's that consistency, then okay. Yep, you're gonna be good to go. I'm excited. I know you're gonna rock it. You're just gonna rock it. I know. Like I said, I love to get my hands dirty. I love you know being in the garden. I love you know even woodworking. You know just always doing something with my hands and what does they say about idle hands, you know? So just constantly, uh, I think this is going to be great for the kids. And, you know, like a lot of kids it's today, especially they've got a lot of like, um, like texture. Uh, what did they call that? Um, oh, I can't think of the word. Um, but you know, it's like they, they have to feel things, you know, like they love those squish mellows and, and the slime and things like that. So, Playing with this kind of stuff, I think, is going to be really good for them. To, sensory, that's what it was, sensory issues. Um, and so I think this will just be really great for kids especially. And like myself, I love feeling dough. I love making homemade Play-Doh, things like that. So I think this is going to be truly just, it's going to be a blast. I'm excited. You know, something else I'm excited about <laughs> is making cob. I, I would love for us all to make cob somewhere. It's what they make houses out of, what they make rocket mass heaters out of, and what bricks were made out of back in the day. And it's uh, sand and clay, like from the earth, and um, then mix it up by walking on it, and it all squishes between your toes and stuff. And then you put hay or long grass in to strengthen it substance where it'll hold together super tight and then you can create your you can create like uh, bread ovens that you can cook bread in you can create houses you can create rocket mass stoves heaters all kinds of stuff and it, it's gonna be so much fun to stomp in that clay with people it's so much fun I I would love to do that. I'd like squishing grapes. I don't know if you ever saw that episode of I Love Lucy when Lucy and Ethel are in there and they're squishing the grapes with their feet. <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm really I'm so looking forward to this. And what was that called again? You said with the sand and the clay? Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I'll send you a link. There's uh there's a lot of stuff on it. Some people are making houses out of it. 
Um, you gotta make sure you're in a good area maybe to make houses. There may be a way to make houses in um, high humidity areas, but it's really best in arid areas. Hmm. Yep. That's really interesting. And you said you can make uh, bread ovens with that too? Native Americans or First Nations people, that's, they did that. And you can uh, do pit firings and harden your clay that way, large clay, like shells. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful know. Yes. Okay, yeah, I'm really, I'm so excited to get started with this. Like, I want to go out there right now. It's pouring rain, you know, but let's go find some clay because I want to. Get my hands dirty. Go out in the rain unless it's freezing. <laughs> well, it's like freezing rain. I don't know what's going on out there. Yeah, I was thinking about you guys earlier. I, I heard that there was supposed to be some serious weather that was going to come through. I prayed for you guys. Thank you. We're, I think we're clear here. Um, I think by where Mary's at, I think they got a lot of snow. Um, and I think Montana over that way. I'm not really sure. Wade, did you guys get snow over by you? He said, yeah. So, oh, and Douglas is on. Hey, Douglas. Um, yeah, so this clay now. So you sent me this list of ingredients here. And I'm going to read off some of these things that you were saying. Okay. So you had talked about we need the terracotta clay. Um, you said they sell 50-pound bags. Yes. You can get that at like a ceramic supply store or an art supply store. Or um, I'm going to look into different places. Uh, in your area, you can look up those places. Um, somebody may know where to get it cheaper. I get mine at a warehouse, a ceramics warehouse here in town a lot of times. Okay, and so I'll have to look and see if we have anything around here. Um, and then you said a small sponge, a water bowl, rags to wipe your hands and clean up, a needle tool. So what is a needle tool? A needle tool is like it'll have um, a small wood handle or a metal handle. It's like a the size of a Slurpee straw, you know, the diameter of a Slurpee straw. And okay. at the end of it, it has a, a, a metal needle, kind of, it's pointed and, um, I don't know, it looks like the, the uh, of a So a needle tool is what you use to cut into the clay or poke holes into it or um, make design with. It's a good tool to have. And if you don't have one, then seriously, use a paper clip and a paper clip or, or you could even use a toothpick. Or I, I'm all about finding different ways to do things that, with what you have. You know? Right. Using what you have. That, you know, that's what Father God was telling me. I've been working on um, uh, an acre that I was blessed with. And 
Father God was like, you have everything you need. You don't have to buy anything. And I was like, yes. And this was like, um, I was the other day, and I was like, man, I just need one. And I heard checking your pocket. And I was like, okay. So I checked him up, and the last screen was right there. He's going to provide everything we need if we just allow everything place. trying to find that i think there's like a creek here not too far where you know when it gets warmer we could just go put our feet in the water and find some clay and um you know just start making things now the one question that i had was so after you get this and, and you form your your pot or your bowl or whatever how do we cure it you let it dry if it's raining out it's going to take longer because there's moisture in the air but you could even set it on top of your oven or even put it in your oven to completely dry it for like at 200 degrees you can put your pots on an oven rack and i wouldn't suggest doing it a lot because it can mess up the elements in your oven <laughs> but you can set it on top of your oven when you're cooking or just set it somewhere where you know there's good circulation in the air and it'll dry and it'll get hard and the way you can tell when it's ready to go into a firing is if you put it up to your cheek and it's not really cold the clay is dry enough to fire oh okay so you have to let it dry out first before you can put it into the fire so you can't put like a wet clay into the fire change being too drastic and it, it it'll pop or crack interesting see i never would have known that that's why we're going to be doing zoom classes We can, uh, you can do firing in, in, in tons and tons of different ways. Like you can fire in a trash can. You can fire your pots in the ground. You can make like pit firing like the nations people did and like they still do and, and all over. Like Africa has some beautiful butter. And they make like cisterns that are huge in Africa. They put like big old pots of water that they fill water jugs with. Terracotta to make um, what they call oleas that they have out in, in a lot of places like uh, New Mexico or Arizona, arid places where the wind and the water stays at the top and the water rises. So a lot of people in our gardens. And what an Oya is, is it's like, uh, think about a vase. It's like a teardrop. And I got a terracotta because it's very porous. And the water peaks out. And what they do is they put a garden with their plants and fill it with water. And 
instead of So there is all kind of yeah. I um I remember you telling me you said you could even use like your charcoal grill or. Um, Okay, what else? You talked about, okay, yeah, the charcoal grill, being able to do that. Um, when I was saying we we just had our um, wood-burning stove put in, making, you know, putting them in there, I think would be really cool, too. Yes, you can do that. You can put it in the, in the coals. You just got to have it warm. So we need to add like some leather gloves or like uh, metal tongs when we get closer to that because you don't want to, um, you need to have the moments warm before you put it in coals or fire because if, if it's cold and you're hot in there, but we can do those pots like, like Japanese, called wabi sabi. Yeah, I'm really, truly excited to, to start this. I have to get all of these uh, materials that we need, and I'm probably going to need a little bit more. Well, I guess starting out, we'll just um, we'll try the 50-pound bag. But, yeah, I've got to find – I think there may be a local store around here that I saw um, to buy this clay from. Um, so how, how much of that 50 pounds would you need to make, like, one of the clay pots that we made for Bard's Fest? Funny, Nikki and I were talking about this the other night because I, I journaled about making 300 pots and she had asked me about it because she remembered that Father God gave specific directions of how it goes. And I was like, okay, you know, cool. And he had each one 11 ounces. So it was a little bit less than And so, uh, I asked him why he said it's like the 11 hour pot. It was that important. But I know that that was break. That was break. I guess he's 11 ounces. You said 11 ounces? You said 11 ounces? Yes. I'm sorry. I said, tell me if you can't hear me, I'll move or put my hand out the window or something. <laughs> and now we can hear you. We were a little quiet. <laughs> yes, 11 ounces is what I used for each pot. And uh, I asked Father about it. I was like, why 11 ounces? And he was like, it's the 11th hour crack when he was making the 300 when he had me do those. And I was like, wow. And it was that important. He broke those pots and repented. That was the breaking. That was the break. I have no doubt that that was the turning point. So, wow. Look at that. Yeah. Father's got it's it. amazing. Yeah. He's so cool. He is so cool. 
So 11 ounces, that's the magic number. So that's 11 ounces of the, the clay mixed with water or? That'll be just clay itself. Like the ball okay. we're going to work with. Or you can use 11, you can use 12, you can, whatever Father God leads us to use. That was just for that was 11 ounces. He gave like specific directions. And I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> when he tells you, you listen. Yes, <laughs> Don't back talk. <laughs> That's right. You are so good at this, Punky. You're like you have mad skills. You can even talk with people and, and chat. I gotta focus. I'm I'm so glad to see everybody, but I I just can't do both. You're good at well, it took me a while to learn how to do it. I felt bad because people would be asking questions when I first started, and I was nervous. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And uh, now I'm just kind of, I'm sitting here at my computer, and it's easier when Matt's not next to me because I'm trying to talk to him and then in the chat. And um, But now, you know, it's like this too, like the podcast. I God told me for a while that I needed to do this, and I was like, uh can I finish school first? That was a lot between homeschooling my kids. I was going to school full time. Um, and so right after the first year, he's like, you better get on it. So I'm like, okay, here we go. So it's been fun though. And what about you? You Are you planning on um, doing more podcasts? I don't have that planned. I mean, if Father God says, I'm like, yes, sir, let's do this. But I, um, I, I, it hasn't been put on my heart. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had, it was so much fun. I'd never done that. Before. I was like, and I was like, all right, let's do this. Just help me do whatever you want. And he, it was so that and find something new was the whole point of it. Anything, I was just, I was just, and, and show people how much fun stuff with them it really is and i don't know it, it was fun yeah i'm really i'm enjoying and i love being able to um just share with other people you know the bible tells us that we have to share the gifts that the holy spirit gave us and so you know that's really what i'm trying to do here is just I don't know a whole lot about homeschooling. I'm still new to it myself. And I'll be the first to tell you sometimes I really don't have any idea what I'm doing. But, you know, whatever God calls me to do, he puts it on my heart. You know, I just, I run with it. Some days are better than others. And you know, it's the same thing with podcasting. I never, if you had told me a couple of years ago I'd have been doing this, I would have laughed and said, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but God told me to do this. And so, you know, just trying to encourage other people. And that's why I love talking with you because it's like, We've got a lot of the same values and ideals and being able to, you know, collab on that and share that with other people. Getting back to, you know, basics, I think it's just truly so important. And you can do that through homeschooling, you know, teaching your kids how to do this. I mean, could you imagine them trying to teach kids this in, in a public school? You know, they're more worried about teaching them the correct gender or whatever it is today, you know. And so just truly and in, in getting out there, getting your hands dirty and and spending time with God while you're doing it, you know, just thanking him. And uh, like the other day, I was just driving down the back roads. Um, I live 
in a rural area, not really country, but um, I just like to take the back roads. And God was just like, just, just trust me, just do it. Okay. All right, Lord. And the sun was setting and it was beautiful. And there's a lot of open farmland out here. And so I just happened to turn to the left of me and there's just this this pack of deer and they're all just standing there. And I stopped in the middle of a road. It's a two lane road. No cars were coming. And they just stood there and they just looked at me and just stared at me. Like they were literally posing for a picture for me to take of them. They didn't move. They just stood there and watched me. And I just took a couple of pictures and went about my way. But you know, it's like, that's what God does. He gives us this time to, to just stop and enjoy all the beauty that he created for us. And, that's the beauty with homeschooling, you know, learning how to just take time to truly enjoy all of God's beauty. And <laughs> Jeff said they wanted to see if I had the flamethrower. <laughs> no, we didn't carry that. Um, but, you know, it's like talking with you and, and telling me all these different ways that, you know, you can make cisterns and um, a refrigerator and you know pots and things like that like this is i believe what god wanted for us you know not all this store-bought stuff and so um getting these zoom classes started teaching kids how to do different things i just think it's going to be so beneficial for so many different reasons obviously you're learning a new craft and it's like you know part of the homeschooling arts but also spending time with father and and truly um, just enjoying the gifts that he gave us and, and spending time together and learning and hearing your laugh. Like that's like going to be the best part of the whole class. It's just listening to you laugh. It's, it's <laughs> beautiful with back to basics. Like after Bards Fest, I was going up to Michigan and then driving home and back here to Alabama. And father was like, I, I was like, okay, what now? And when you were sharing the most beautiful thought came to mind and reminded me of and I think one of the main reasons is also so many people do new things is when we do new things we have to lean and stay close to his heart to lead and guide you know and keep listening like keeping your ear to his heart to his heart to me, that is no, it, it's being close to him. And he told me simple And that is homeschooling, all the, all the, the world is, seems to be speculating and can really be there. Really share what your family can do it together, and family. It's about community. I just, I just think it's follow God's way. God's way. He, he, I think he has been leading us for a while. We just haven't really been listening, you know, and I think. And now say it till the day I die. I believe that COVID was a blessing in disguise because I had thought about homeschooling my kids before, you know, um, but I just never really had that push. And when COVID happened and all these kids were sent home and they weren't able to return back to school, 
I was just like, well, you know what? We're homeschooling now. We might as well just pull the kids. We know we can do it. We are forced to do it. And I think sometimes God has to force our hands in order for us to to really uh, do what he's telling us. You know, sometimes he's a little bit more forceful than others. And um, and that's okay. And so I think, uh, you know, God put us all together for a reason. You know, we all have these talents and these gifts that we were blessed with and um us coming together you know our paths crossing was was no accident this was all him and um you know it's like now we're putting these plans into action and we you know we're discovering our own hidden talents that we didn't know that we had they got locked away and i blame that on the system the school system you know they um they wanted certain people to be certain way and they molded us that way. And you talk about the clay, you know, and now we have to break that clay and we have to, to rebuild that. We're all unlearning the things that we were taught. We were starting back from, from ground zero, you know, and um, we're building back up because the way of that world is no more. You know, I think COVID was kind of the, the breaker there. And so now we're learning, we're seeing all the things that were wrong. And when you homeschool your children, you're allowed to explore, you explore the earth, you explore your your inner self, you know, and you, um, you do realize that all these gifts that you had, they were locked away on purpose because they didn't want us to know of these gifts that we were given. And now, you know, we're sharing what we know with other people and we're learning that we are so much more, we're capable of so much more than we ever knew. And God, the way that he's bringing it all out in all of us, it's just, it's beautiful. It's it's truly, it's a beautiful thing. And the people that I've met along the way, you know, I've just met some of the most amazing people like you, you know, and in, you know, all the evil that surrounds us, it's kind of forgotten because God is surrounding us with this beautiful family. And it's just, it's a blessing, you know. I, you know what I find super cool is that Passover was happening when COVID was going on when it first started. And I was like, what are you doing here, Father? You know, and it was like he was covering us and tucking us away to go back like you were sharing. And then I think too, with the schools and stuff, like they're even taking art and music out of a lot of the public school system and doing these internships for teachers to come in and teach like clay or murals. Those are two things that I put out there. And I think what they were trying to do is stop innovation and stop people from being creative thinkers and problem solvers and innovators and because if you think about it in in all the gifts and talents that people have that father god's given them there's ways to innovate and you use your mind and you you're a free thinker and you're creative and and you look at circumstances and find a solution and I think they just wanted to dumb so many people down where their brains became like mush, you know, with all this pointless, useless stuff. <laughs> and I love what you said about Father God surrounding us with such beauty and, and all the people that, 
we've gotten to meet. I mean, whether we've met in person or not, it's been like such a God, beautiful relationship that's been discovered online. And, and that's something like, I always look for treasure in the poo, you know, <laughs> and, and that's the gold. <laughs> and you know what, that, that's exactly it. You know, it's like we see there, we're surrounded by all this whatever. And I think a lot of people, they kind of just feel helpless. They feel like depressed, like, you know, oh, it just keeps getting worse. They just keep piling everything on. And I know because I used to think like that a long time ago, but we are the light, you know, we are bringing that light to others and sharing these kinds of gifts and getting more and more people involved, even, you know, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, you know, getting families involved to do things like this, I just think is truly, it's something that we lost. And we need to bring it back. Think back like during the days of depression, you know, uh, I subscribe to this Facebook uh, group and it talks about like just old photos and history. And I shared something the other day and it showed these pictures of these people during the great depression. You know, I think even though they didn't have a lot of food and times were really, really hard, they probably were a lot happier than some of these people are today because they had their family, they had their friends and, you know, they did their victory gardens and, and they were able to survive. If that same thing happened today, I think there would be a lot of suicides because people would just feel so helpless. They don't have God for one. And two, they don't know how to do anything for themselves, you know? So like here, this is innovation. We're learning how to make bowls. We're learning how to create pots or cisterns or, you know, a refrigerator out of clay. Like these are things that were lost and that we need to bring back. And so, you know, like having you share these gifts with the world, I think is just going to be amazing because, um, you know, you can make a lot of stuff out of clay, you know, and it, it will help us if, if, and when that day comes, you know, we'll be self-sustaining, self-sufficient. And that's something that they can't take away from us. They can't, you know, make us forget the things that we've learned. And so that's why it's so important with homeschooling. You get to teach these everyday skills. And my kids understand that, that, you know, they're learning survival skills. My oldest, that's what he said today. You know, we're learning, um, survival skills. And I said, that's exactly what you're learning. You're learning things that, and I'm not saying that the things that they learn in school are not useful, you know, but we're taking, like you said, bring back the mural, bring back the clay stuff in school. You can paint a picture. That's great. But to have a whole year full of painting, like, why don't we teach them life skills and incorporate art into it? Like what are you doing with these clay pots, you know? I knew I wanted to do art. I wasn't ready to go to college. I was 17. I wanted to travel the world and adventure and see everything that I could see. And uh, my parents were like, nope, you're going to college. So I applied to VCU in Richmond, Virginia. And <laughs> I didn't want to go to all art school because I love to learn. I, and it's in every, if you think about it, like there's in and writing, there's writing, there's music, there's math, art, there's, it's, it's everywhere. If you look at it, math is music, music, time and the beats and the rhythm. 
And that's how the mob afraid of doing that. <laughs> he was like, I had a math teacher that was excellent. And when I was in ninth grade, I how did you even up with that Like, how does somebody your geometry class? And I felt like you were like, she told me I thought I could do it. And it took a man making and asking me. He called me up. So, why are you afraid of that? He said, math is simple. It's fun and it's simply And I was like, wow. That's all it is. That where they are it's for children everybody well I think one of like for me you know it's like changing the way you you view things you know we um I think in school, public school, we're kind of framed like how to think, you know, a certain way. And when you're homeschooled, you kind of, you look at the world differently. You're able to view things from a different angle, so to say. And, um, you know, you go into the idea with math that I'm going to be really bad at this. Chances are you're going to do really bad, you know, and I'm trying to encourage my kids, hey, let's, let's, not think like that, you know, math can be fun, you know, it can be intimidating. I mean, I like algebra, forget about it. Um, but, you know, uh, just the way that we look at things, that we perceive things, and even something like math, you know, just um, changing that, that, that having that positive outlook on things, and uh, it really does change a whole lot. And I, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit um, for just truly, you know, God created us perfectly. And I think we're a lot smarter than we know. And homeschooling opens up your mind and allows you to think freely. And, um, you find your, your talents and you find what you're good at and what you're not so good at. And then you, um, you work on that, you know, you spend more time just like my youngest with reading. Um, he had a hard time reading and I know Illinois, they're showing that their test scores are like horrible. Their kids are like two years behind in reading and in uh, math. And it's because nobody wants to put forth the time or the effort into helping these children. So um, homeschooling, I cannot encourage it enough. You know, pull your kids out of these public schools, teach them life skills, teach them how to think for themselves. And, um, you know, it. they say it takes a village. And so, you know, having somebody like you who can share your talents with us so we can pass it on to our children, is just something that uh, I'm so excited to do. You know, I'm really excited to learn and to, you know, I told my kids today something that they're going to learn they could pass on to their children because it's really important that we do learn these things. Yeah. You know, before coming on here, I started thinking about the seventh generation and how a lot of the First Nations believe in the seventh generation it goes back to the seventh generation that the decisions that we make today are can affect 
way back, seven back, right? That we are to our children and the ways that are upright is that they're going to be able to continue to share and to live well, you know, and, and sustainably. And and I think about that, and I think about and I think about that. I have a question if there's time. Um, do you think that schools are sort of generically made with the cubicles and the uh, kind of sterile? The thinking is kind of stifles, stress of the rest of that kind of. I don't know the word. Or it, 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 they don't. But in homes, we get a grasp on Yeah, and you know. They say we're only ever one generation away from like um, just losing all of our our freedom and and uh, you know I think that's what they've been pushing this whole time is you know if we don't teach our children these skills and they're lost in one generation then they're going to take complete control over everything because we're going to be completely dependent on them and so. Um, these public schools, they've just, they're, they were not created to, to, um, to have our kids be free thinkers, like you're saying, you know, it, they were created to teach them what to think and how to think, not to think for themselves. And so, um, you know, it, it's just really important. I, you know, God's opening the eyes of so many and myself included, and we're just learning that, um, you know, trust in him. Go back to the old ways, like the seventh generation. You're saying, pass all this stuff down to your children. And, you know, if you're a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle and you know some kind of skill that you could pass on to, you know, a younger generation, please do. You know, like me, I don't really have, um, like, you know, recipes or anything like that in my family that was ever passed down to me. And that, you know, sometimes I think how different life could be if we would have learned things from our great-grandparents or, you know, grandparents or whoever. Um, just, you know, how, how they did things. I know people laugh all the time and say, well, you're going to realize why great-grandma had to reuse her foil, you know, and we laugh because we're so spoiled, you know, but um, I don't know. It's just, we, we do, we need to, Scott always talks about, we need to go back to move forward. And I think that that's kind of what we're doing here. You know, we, as homeschooling parents, we are teaching our kids the older ways um, and getting away from new age. So, um, well, it's almost seven and Conley's going to be on here. So, um, would you like to do the closing prayer, Jean? Father God, thank you so much for this time here, and thank you for everyone that's here. 
Thank you for bringing us together and providing the way so we could all be here and just share, Father God. I thank you for the new things that you're doing in each of our lives. And I thank you for the new thing that you're doing, Father, that you're bringing us back to you and bringing us back to the way, the truth, and the life. And where we're dependent on you, Father, and not government, and not the things of the world. And I thank you that that's your kingdom coming forth, Father God, and that you're you're removing us from the world to bring forth kingdom. And I thank you for those that you have put in my life and that you put us all together, Father, to do this together and for your love. It's it's just, it's beautiful. And I thank you that it's family. And I ask that you just bless everyone and bless everybody that listens on down Father. Just keep your hands on us and just continue to guide us and always keep us teachable, Father and help us to come to you as a child and help us to have joy, Father God, in this moment. Throwing our hands up and saying, here we are and being excited about the new and not afraid to do what you've called us to, Father, because you are with us and you would never call us to something that you're not gonna be with us through. It may be bigger than us, and that's awesome because that's you, and that'll make us lean into you more. <laughs> but you're going to see us through, Father. And I thank you, and I ask that you just breathe your breath of life into everybody here and bring refreshing and restore the joy of their salvation. Just put a pep in the step and, and bring forth springs of joy, Father. That's where our strength is. It's in your presence and it's in trusting you and looking to you, knowing that you have us by our right hand and that you're always there, that you're never leaving us or forsaking us. I ask that you bless Tiffany and her family and just continue to use her and her family like you are so beautifully and just keep taking them and protect and preserve us all in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for coming on. Like, I love you so much. I'm so excited for the, getting started on this and, and getting our hands dirty and playing with clay. And um, so we'll have to get together here soon. And, work out all the details um, with the zoom classes and like i said once we know uh, we'll let everybody else know but um it's, it's going to be great i'm so excited so thank you again thank you for having me bless you guys yes god bless you all thank you all so much for joining and um we just uh, truly love you all have a great night and don't forget to head over to Conley's show. He's on right now. Good night, everyone.
We've lived in life ever since the formula bottle. Desensitized everything we knew about our problems. And now we're all roaming the land, saying now did this big lie start? It's time to put our faith in Him, 'cause it's gone too far. Oh, I believe He died for me and for everyone. Anything can be achieved when you count on God. Who's gonna take the lead by putting the life on life? Who's gonna show the children? Washes every sin by the minute. The sheep are blind, all because their mind is a prison. And now they're all roaming the land, saying, "How did this big lie start?" It's time they put their faith in Him, 'cause it's gone too far. Oh, I believe He died for me. And for everyone, anything can be achieved when you count on God. Who's gonna take the lead by putting the life on line? Who's gonna show the children what is wrong and what is right? Who's gonna take the lead by putting? Right. He's gonna take the lead. He's gonna take the lead. 